On this episode of the Buckets and Gravy podcast, we talk about the hot start that the Utah Jazz have gotten off to. Is Donovan Mitchell a top 10 player in the NBA? We also touch on the Sixers. We go through our pretenders and contenders list. We show some love to FSU alum Malik Beasley, who is really quietly having an unbelievable start to the season. Unfortunately, he plays for the dumpster fire that is the Minnesota Timberwolves, and we revisit our preseason picks. Welcome back, everybody, to the Buckets and Gravy podcast. Uh, This is Ty Nixon, as always, joined by Dasha and Troy, and we are so excited to be back with you guys. This is basically the midseason report. Uh, Last time we talked was uh, a little bit before the quarter season. Time flies, doesn't it? Absolutely. This has definitely been the best, one of the best NBA seasons I can remember. Um, Even without the fans in the stands, it's been uh, uh, awesome. But the season's flown by. So, Um, but as we stand about midway, my Kings are at 500 for the first time in 50 years. So, um, (laughs) it's a good time. It's a good good time to be an NBA fan. It is, man. (laughs) The quality of play has been incredible. I think it's been just super entertaining. It's really wide open. Well, guys, let's not waste any time, man. So there's a there. Uh, we're going to try to keep this pod today at about 45 minutes. Let's see how well we do. But first and foremost, a team that is just a complete afterthought, always has been, always will be. Um, number one team in the NBA right now, the Utah Jazz, currently sitting at 20 and five, first place in the loaded West, first place overall. Um, guys, you know, I have a, a very strong Donovan Mitchell take, but Troy. What's going on in Utah right now? Yeah, so um, as it stands, they're the top team in the West, a half game ahead of the Lakers, which I will touch on here in a second. But, um, I mean, they're basically the same team, except uh, our man Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, is <laughs> back. And that dude's with uh... – the old not to be confused with the old Bojan Bogdanovich, <laughs> the former king. You know um, your Slovakian accents very well. But I, I'll just say, I, I really, I, I think he's the key to this team. Obviously, you need a superstar like Mitchell um, to even have a chance. But you need a guy like Bogdanovich to be able to um, kind of just do the dirty work. He plays hard D. Um, he can catch fire on offense, driving, shooting threes, but he doesn't have to have the ball. He, he, he moves the ball. He moves without the ball. Um, and honestly, if we look at it, I mean, compared to last this, this year to last year, he was the missing piece. He went down with an injury. Um, and I even go all the way back to when he was on Indiana and that, that Indiana team almost beat. LeBron and the Cavaliers when LeBron went on that streak of just carrying the Cavs all the way to the finals. Um, he was the reason playing defense against LeBron, which it just so happens that that's most likely who they're going to end up um, having to beat to get to the finals. So, um, And as everybody knows that it, it's uh, Bogdanovich versus LeBron, as always. <laughs> the key matchup. As always. As always. But, uh, well, Troy, let me ask you this, man. You, uh, you've you been uh, well-known on our podcast. Uh, we're up to about 40 listeners right now, which, you know, is so we're getting pretty big. But, you know, you have been a major uh, Mike Conley slanderer. Are you going to take any of that back now that he looks like he remembered how to play basketball this year? I, 
I, I'm not, and he's actually out right now due to injury, and I think it's going to show that he literally has no reason or no effect on this team being amazing right now. Um, and so You're uh, doubling down, even though the numbers say otherwise. I'm doubling down, and um, I, I'm just not a big Conley fan. I, I don't think he does anything to that team to make them any better, and um, and they have this this uh, the six man um, coming off the bench, and what's his name? Jordan Clarkson. He's, Jordan Clarkson. Thank you. And I mean, just killing it. Um, they're 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 for real. They're for real. With that said, and I'm going to give Dasha and uh, Ty you a chance, but to to mention talk about the Jazz. But with all of this. They're only a half game ahead of the Lakers. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves about them being amazing. Um, they are amazing, but the Lakers are the Lakers. That's Go fair. Ahead. Well, Dasha, um, I want to share with you all my thoughts on uh, on where Donovan Mitchell's at. But what's going? What have you seen from Utah to uh, to put them here at this number one spot? Um, I think you know, Troy is obviously our Western Conference expert. Let's. Uh, so I, I do defer to Troy a lot on this, being a Sacramento Kings and uh, a lover of Someone the West. Someone who stays up past Someone midnight. Someone who stays up, and yeah, not stays having up kids. one or two o'clock in the morning without any kids, absolutely. <laughs> we rely on his knowledge to know what's going on in the West. Uh, but my observations are, um, are uh, they, they've got a tough, gritty team, a team that uh, doesn't back down. It's willing to compete from uh, Rudy Gobert to Joe Ingles. I mean, uh, Joe Ingles in the playoffs. I mean, remember he was helped. Help but uh, knocked OKC out when they had yep. uh, Paul George and and outplayed Paul George in the final game of uh, yep. of, of a series. So they have guys that really are not afraid to challenge uh, superstars in the NBA, and I think that's missing a lot. And um, you know, time will tell when the playoffs come. But the way I look at the Utah Jazz is just they they complement each other very well. You know, they don't have you know saying so many teams like they try to get guys that do a little bit of everything. But they have guys that know their roles, that play hard. Um, yeah, Bogdanovich is an incredible scorer. Uh, but Jordan Clarkson off the bench uh, just gives them a huge scoring punch, and which is something, you know, uh, when I when we talk about my Sixers or other things that not a lot of teams have. And uh, they have a few things yeah. that uh, – in terms of depth and things that, that, that could beat the Lakers because the Lakers are so reliant on their top players where they have – and Ty's going to get into us a superstar. Plus they have all the other stuff. So they may be the most complete team in the NBA and obviously the most complete team in the NBA right now. So that's my, uh, so let's talk about Very good. So let's talk about this real quick. So Donovan Mitchell, you know, for anyone who kind of follows the talking heads, um, there's just been some really ridiculous stuff going on. I think the, the, the way that Shaq has kind of created this thing that didn't need to be a thing, with Donovan Mitchell, I think it speaks to a lot of things. I think it speaks to the kind of the hyper reaction of the media in general. It also talks to, I think why we do this podcast, because there's so many talking heads that just say things just to say them, whether it's to get ratings or whatever it might be that really doesn't make sense or they're former players and you don't know who they're connected to or who they have beefs with. So basically to give a little recap, Shaq, has a very random beef going on with Rudy Gobert, who's the 7'4 French center for the Jazz. None of it really has come from Rudy Gobert. So, like, Shaq has kind of, like, made him, like, a target. So, because of that, he, he's having a very hard time admitting the Jazz are playing well. And even on live TV, kind of ripped Mitchell after a, an incredible game where I think he had, like, 38 points, like, 7 and 8. 
Um, and, and for whatever reason, Shaq just in front of him awkwardly said, like, I don't think you have what it takes to lead a team to be great. And Mitchell was like, okay. And he goes, well, that's the response I wanted, big fella. Good job. <laughs> it, was like, <laughs> <he basically laughs> it was like really dumb. So now he's like doubling down saying, and even last night, apparently I didn't even watch it. And by the way, I love when Barkley talks to these players. So the, the, what sucks is this is kind of like bastardizing what I think inside the NBA does well, which is calling guys out. Like we talked about last year with Embiid and stuff, and, and Shaq's kind of like ruining it. Um, so, yeah, last night saying he would take Russell Westbrook over <laughs> Mitchell right now. So I made a list, guys, and I want you to pick this apart for me, but I try, I'm really not trying to be overreactive, but I think Donovan Mitchell right now is a top eight player in the NBA. So being in the, a top eight player in a super talent-laden NBA right now, these are the players – that right now, and I'm not talking about like if you're starting a team who you would draft for the next five years. I'm saying right now, these are the players who I think that he is better than. It's actually top nine because I just thought of one more big man um, that would need to be on the list. But here's the guards slash wing. So I'm going to put like uh, any anybody who could be compared to him. Um, I'm going to put this is who I have that I think Donovan Mitchell is ahead of right now. I think he's ahead of Jalen Brown and Tatum right now. Again, two great players, but you have to remember Donovan Mitchell's doing this by himself. Um, and I just, for whatever reason, I think just everything he brings to the table, I, w- I would put him ahead of them right now. I would also put him ahead of CJ and Dame. Now, Dame is, in my mind, when, mm. when Mitchell came in the league, I thought he was maybe his best comparison as far as just like the kind of the, the springiness, the ability to shoot off the dribble, the ability to hit step backs. I thought Damian Lillard was a really good comparison for him. I think he's actually past Damian Lillard right now, in my opinion. Um, So, again, I know this is pretty bold. This is how high I am on him right now, though. He's a little bit bigger. I think he can guard more of the court. Um, He can play the one when he needs to. And all this to be said, I think he's a great leader. He's a great teammate. He has a good attitude. All that comes into play here. I would also put him ahead of Paul George, Ben Simmons, Zach Levine. Um, I would put him in that kind of argument between – Booker, a lot of times we talk about him, Booker, and Jamal Murray, especially in the bubble last year, all three played well. Um, yeah. I would put him ahead of Booker and Murray. I'd put him ahead of Trey Young. I would put him ahead of last year's breakout star of the NBA playoffs, Jimmy Butler. Um, and then last and certainly not least, I would put him ahead of Kyrie. You know, if you think about it, if him and Kyrie switch mm-hmm. places with the Nets, be any worse off i think the answer is no i think the nets would trade kyrie for donovan mitchell in a second and i would put him ahead of harden which i know harden's having a great season but i think just because of his defensive presence same thing i think um they're different players i'm not saying this they do the same thing but right now i think he's better than them so that leaves only a few players i think he's around tied with beal beal's putting up better numbers but i would put them very close to each other i would also put him very close to tatum but put him slightly above Tatum. So that leaves Kawhi, Luka, Steph as definitely better than him, and then AD, Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid as the bigs who I would put ahead of him. So right there, basically in the top eight of the league, top nine, certainly top ten. Guys, am I crazy? What are your rapid reaction thoughts to my thought uh, where I have Donovan Mitchell? Ty, you're drink. You mean you're not drinking some of that Utah moonshine, are you? <laughs> no, just I, a few shots. Okay, well, I will say that uh, I'll jump in here real quick, and because I, I want our West expert to definitely have the uh, closing argument here. Um, I 
see, I think regular season uh, right now, I mean, the regular season's doing good. He's doing great during the regular season, and they're on a high right now. Um, playoffs is, is going to be something that's going to determine this. I don't think this debate will get settled right now, you know, where we're at and if he's a top 10 player. I think I want to see where he's at at the end of the season to say, like, did he really come through in the playoffs for them? I think that's been his uh, – his, uh, that's where he's got to take that next step. You mentioned like a Jimmy Butler. The reason Jimmy Butler is mentioned there is what he did in the playoffs. So the, the biggest stage, um, or that epic, epic game he had against the Los Angeles Lakers. And I don't think he just gets knocked out because he's had a slow start to this season and, you know, uh, the Utah Jazz are on a hot streak. Uh, I think we got to look at the, the totality of the player. Uh, their career and uh, and obviously you know where where they do in the playoffs so right now it does matter um, but you know that's recent history right there with Jimmy Butler um, you know the player that I'd like to kind of chime in if we're talking about players that we feel like are doing really good um, I think uh, Jalen Brown uh, for the Boston Celtics is just having also taking uh, taking off and taking it to another level this year yep. along with Donovan yep. Mitchell so I would put them very close. And the reason why is that Jalen Brown's helped carry that team when Tatum wasn't playing. Um, and he has uh, been uh, kind of the MVP for the Celtics this year, uh, but he does it on both ends of the court and defensively, uh, offensively, he's shooting 40% on three pointers. Right Tatum is this year, which is like his biggest weakness coming into the league was that he couldn't shoot, but he's averaging the same amount of points uh, they're both averaging uh, yep. about twenty, uh, almost twenty-seven points a game, uh, but just uh, efficiency. Uh, he just locked in, and he's a dog. And uh, and Mitchell de- definitely does have that. And I'm not, I'm not giving them, uh, giving that away. But I definitely feel like, uh, right. you know, I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't crown Mitchell yet. I guess is what I'm saying. But right now, he's definitely elevated his game, and he's on, uh, he's on a, he's on an upward trajectory. Um, but would you say anyone on that list? that I said is without a shadow of a doubt in your mind better than him right now? Or do you think it's close with the ones you mentioned? Okay. So uh, you know, the ones I mentioned were close. I would say Jalen Brown is close. I think he has surpassed Tatum. Tatum has a softness to him that I don't like. I think uh, Mitchell does have that dog in him. He's leading the team, obviously. I mean, they're the best record. Who's it coming from? It's not Rudy Gobert is driving that, uh, that train. It's definitely Donovan Mitchell, uh, definitely over Murray. Uh, Kyrie, when he's locked in, but your point, Ty, and, and would they treat the trading spots? What would be the difference? The Jazz would be worse. I think we can all admit if Kyrie Irving was on that team with them, they wouldn't be right. twenty and five. Uh, and 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 that that's an excellent argument there with them. But I think uh, the two I probably have, I take uh, umbrage two in those is uh, worth maybe three is Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, um, who who's that's the player I'm I'm kind of uh, you know cheering for. Right? I mean uh, cheering behind right now. And Lillard. I think Lillard is just the, the steady force. I know I ripped him in our, our preseason or early season thing because he had slowed down and he just steps right up and is, is so consistent. And And I think a, a guy having a hot streak can knock him of that. So those will be the three probably I would say are right there with him or okay. above. But uh, the rest, I agree. Donovan Mitchell, incredible season, man. And unlike Shaq, I'm cheering you on, man. I hope you continue to do well, young, <laughs> a young boy. And uh, – just continue to uh, to develop as as you are. 
Troy, I, I'm, I, I, before I even throw it to you, I feel like you're going to be bitter because I didn't mention De'Aaron Fox oh, yes. in the list of uh, who he might yes. be better than. So, Troy, what are your thoughts on uh, um, where Donovan Mitchell falls? Yeah, right that, man, it, it's such an inter- interesting debate. Um, just for one, he's out in Utah, which, I mean, they're the top. I think they're finally getting talked about only because they're the number one team in the NBA. You know, I mean, it took this long yeah. for them to even get any kind of noise. Um and people would talk about Mitchell, but not in a serious conversation of top players in the league. He'd, he'd get awesome highlight dunks. But when you really look at it, this man produces night in and night out for a team that, I mean, we got to be honest, Bogdanovich is solid. Gobert is solid. Conley is solid. It <laughs> was hard for you to say, wasn't it? <laughs> it was so hard for me to get that out. Um, but as far as scores, I mean, Jordan Clarkson, he can come in and bring a little fire off the bench, but he is the only scorer that can, yeah. you put it in his hands to get right. a bucket. Um, so that th- there's something to be said about that. Um, before I w- – Ty, if you can just um, – it's been a couple minutes. Re- can you rehash uh, – just repeat your list there? Right. Uh, so real quick, Jalen Brown, these are the people I think he is above right now. I would, t- I would take him above this group. Jalen Brown, Tatum, CJ and Dame, Paul George, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Zach Levine, Trey Young, Book, and then Harden and Kyrie and Jamal Murray. Gotcha. So, you know. Which would put them basically top nine. Top yeah. Nine I mean, that, that's on. huge. Um, yeah. That, that's very bold. And, you know, I'm all about winning. Uh, when it comes down, when we're getting close to, when we get down to the nitty gritty of comparing players, it, I, winning is a big thing to me. So, how dare you disrespect <laughs> Dame Lillard and James Harden? When let me 2018. So Mitchell has been in the NBA for four years. He's been to the playoffs three of those years. You want to know how many times he's made it past the first round? Once. That's not that bad. One out of three in the West. Do you want to know how many times he's made it past the second round? Dude, he's only been in the league four. Never. We're not talking about Tracy McGrady or something. Never. This man, he's like 24. This man <laughs> lost to Denver last year, lost to Houston the two years before, and then beat a sorry – his only playoff series win is against sorry-ass – You can't call them sorry, dude. People thought that team was – They were the underdogs. They were the underdogs in that series, Troy. The OKC? Now we know they're sorry, but people didn't think so at the OKC? time. Yeah, OKC was the favorite yeah, that in that year, series, Troy. With Paul George and Russell P- they were like the media and social media darling because they had those two. He single-handedly, he was the only superstar on his side, and they kicked their ass. Well, I think, uh, I think, I think the reason and that Troy I would like to remind you, Troy, Troy, I want you to finish your point, but I want to remind you, they were up 3-1 last year, and then the Nuggets caught fire. So it wasn't like he choked. He had 50-point games in the playoffs last year in the bubble. He did. He did. He had, he had a then, team then, record 57 in the first right, game. Right, 57 points in a playoff game. Yeah, so in that series, he had 57, 30, 20, 51, 30, 44, and 22. Yeah, it's pretty good. What a loser. Yeah, that 22 ain't bad. points in the last but, game? 
That's what I'm yeah. talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> that last game was ugly, though. If you remember, yeah. it was well, like it was a, it was a typical, it was. A typical seventh game, score. seventh game of a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was. it was ugly. It was. Um, All right, that's fair, Troy. So you're going to talk about winning with Dame Lillard's 10 year NBA career, where he's never made the Western Conference Finals. He did make it one year. He did. Okay, yeah. and then it got swept, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they beat. Remember, but that was kind of because the Nuggets got hurt. Um, and uh, well, that it was Golden State, it, right? It was Golden loaded. State. And so then, I, and then so again, I'm not going to hold that against Dame, but dude, Mitchell's like just got in the league, and he's already won one round. It's more than Tracy McGrady ever won his whole career. People <laughs> well, love I Tracy. Think, uh, <laughs> one thing we're not mentioning is uh, mentioning is Donovan Mitchell. I don't know why I keep ripping <laughs> Tracy McGrady. By the way. <laughs> Well, Donovan Mitchell, one of his biggest losses of his career, where he got his career off to such a rough start, was he lost to Ben Simmons in the Rookie of the Year, Ben Simmons' second year in the league. And uh, that's, I think that's, I think that's always going to be a mental hurdle he's got to overcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he thinks about Ben Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's great. All right, well, I, keep I, going. I, bottom I'm sorry. line is Harden. Yeah, I mean Harden chokes in the playoffs. Dame. Yeah, I mean. I'm still taking those guys over. What about Kyrie, Troy? You're there. such a Kyrie fan. What do you think about my point that they would, the Nets would trade him for Kyrie in a second? Do you agree? Do you think at this well, point if, if he's we're going off, more valuable? If we were just going off pure talent, um, I, I'm taking no. Kyrie. But that that's right. at, at a certain point, you can't keep having that argument with Kyrie because right. It's, right. It's, right. It's, it, it, it involves more. But Kyrie is just – Definitely sold his soul to the devil and just given basketball <laughs> talent. Because, uh, and he's playing great. I mean, that none of this, and that's the thing. None of this is a knock on. It doesn't. It mean doesn't. One person doesn't have to be bad to lift another person up. And I think that's another thing about our pod is like in today's like comp- like one player recently made the point to say like it was, I might have been an NFL player, but comparison is the thief of joy. Like right. just because we just because we're comparing people doesn't mean right. one all of a sudden becomes bad or is. Sorry, it's that's how good Donovan Mitchell's been. I think the mainstream media kind of misses that. It's almost like he either has to suck or he has to be awesome. It's like, no, we have a lot of awesome players in the NBA right now. <laughs> we really do. Like, let's celebrate. And, and you that, know what? You know? And that's the thing we're comparing here, and it's it's like, damn, they're all good. But you know, right, the fact right. that we can even have this conversation with Mitchell um, in his fourth year. I mean, the dude's a straight stud. Uh, Right, and he's only going to get better. So, um, and he's doing it in Utah, man, which I, I have mad mad props for. So, are we sure it's not year five or six? I don't have it in front of me. He was drafted in two thousand seventeen. So th- this Damn, is year five. He's that young. This is year five. Yeah. So that is crazy. Yeah. He is yeah. young, man. And he's so only twenty four. He's only twenty four. So, I mean, the only people ahead of him younger, I had Luca down. You know, obviously Luca's. You know, and even that, I'm like, is. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that's a whole other topic of Luke. Yeah, we might need to dedicate a pod to Luca debates because, um, yeah. So, so guys, we, we've we've touched on and we've spent, I think, a well adequate amount of time on the West number one seed, and now it's time to pivot to our favorite subject. Baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> the Seventy Sixers, the team we oh. love to hate and we <laughs> love to love, depending on what. And and as we say it, they're they're about to play Portland. Uh, tonight, I'm sure every single good player for Portland's out, as per usual for the Sixers. <laughs> every time they play someone during COVID, the whole other team somehow has it. Um, 
So, Troy, I'm going to give you the floor first to, to give some of your insights and thoughts on the Sixers. Yes, and sir. as always, this may become like a, uh, a courtroom where I have to be the uh, <laughs> mediator between uh, <laughs> in the divorce hearings. Yeah, so we're, we're actually fresh off a, a Sixers-Kings matchup uh, Tuesday night and um, where you guys woke up to my, uh, my rant <laughs> of how bad the referee is. which is consistent with the entire NBA season. That's another topic as well. But but I just have a quick Sixers take um, watching that Kings game. And I've watched a lot of Kings games, and they've actually been on a hot streak. I mean, they've won seven of nine now. But um, they've just really – they're like I said at the top of the pod, they're at 500, um, playing well. And when they played the Sixers in that fourth quarter – De'Aaron Fox looked exhausted. Um, Buddy Heald was not making threes. They were hitting the front of the rim. All of our players looked exhausted. And I think that's a credit to the Sixers' D, where other teams just don't play defense. Mm-hmm. I, I just got to say, it's like yeah, they have a possession here or there, but the Sixers lock in all game. And by the fourth quarter, the Kings were just exhausted. So – my quick take, I, I, I'm just going to make this very quick on the Sixers. Um, they're the best defensive team I've seen in the NBA. Maybe only other comparison is the Lakers. Um, they have MVP candidate, maybe the best big man in the NBA. He's just really turned a corner in Embiid. Um, so a dominant low post who can step out. And then... Harris hits the clutch timely shots. I, I don't I'm not a big Tobias Harris fan, but he's producing and especially in crunch time, somehow he gets those buckets, man. So that to me is a recipe for for a championship at least to win to win the East. Um so yeah. that that's my quick sixers take is I'm not bashing them actually. Um I've I've been advocating for a trade all season. Um But Dasha, and I'll throw this to you, um, you being the fan, but I don't know if y'all need to make a trade. I think you roll with what you have. You play lockdown defense. Um, The points that it's made, I mean, what do you think? I think, uh, Troy, this team is growing on me. It's it's the grit. You're you're, you're right. It's the fourth quarter. It's what you do in the fourth quarter. We're seven and one in games decided by uh, either five or eight points or less just in the close games a huge turnaround from where we used to be. We would fall apart. Um, but right now it's clearly established that um, you, you pointed, you hit the nail on the head. Remember we, we watched that Lakers and uh, the Sixers game. And I, I told you all, I said, it's got to be Embiid or Tobias Harris. Nobody else has got to come down to those guys. And they did that ISO, uh, that pick and the ISO with, um, with uh, Harris on Caruso after they got the, uh, the pick on uh, LeBron. Um but you're right. They have all the pieces they need, uh, I think, on the team right now. I, that's, I, I'm, I, a month ago, I wanted a trade. I wanted a trade. I wanted to get Ben Simmons out of there. I wanted Harden in there. But now that I see the way we play in fourth quarter, and Troy, you talk about this all the time, it's playoff basketball. I'm projecting ahead. And they play playoff basketball in the fourth quarters. Absolutely. Um, and and Absolutely. That, that fourth quarter, and it's, and it's switching out – it's pieces they already have, but it's switching out Tobias Harris for Danny Green. Danny Green's not hitting three-pointers. He's not giving you the D that Thibault's giving you. And Thibault can hit a three. I, I was talking to, uh, to Ty. I think Thibault's going to hit a couple big threes later on this season. I mean, he can hit them when they're open. 
And if he's the big and if he's the, the defensive guy they bring in with Curry, you know, he can hit open shots as long as he doesn't have to you know, drive on anybody or ISO with anybody. Um, is that I think we have a recipe here uh, that we've hit on something. And I'm excited to see how this team grows together. Uh, they love playing with each other. This is so different than last year's team. I mean, they hated it. It was so clunky with Richardson and with Horford that they didn't like each other. And yep. they, they, this team has a whole different dynamic. And it, it, and it's I don't think we're there yet. And, I, and that's the thing. It's exciting. I'm seeing. I'm excited to see what they how they finish off this Western Qu- Conference trip with uh, Portland, with the Suns, and with the Jazz. We have the number one Jazz um, later on uh, to close out this road trip. So I think this will be. I'm excited. And I, um, and the Kings, Troy, I got to give you props, man. That offensive, uh, that offensive showcase in the second quarter, and just what they're capable of, you guys are definitely on the right track. Uh, where you guys get out and run, every, even off of made baskets uh, with Fox, you guys have found something with a formula of uh, the three-headed monster of, um, of uh, uh, Fox, uh, Tyrese Halliburton, which is – I've watched all the rookies this year uh, play the Sixers now. And he is the rookie of the year. Oh, LaMelo Ball is going to get his as numbers, but there's nobody as good as Tyrese Halliburton as a rookie. There's, there is not. Um, game to game consistency. And then uh, Buddy Hill. And I think, I think the reason you all felt down is that Hill wasn't hitting those shots. But uh, when he is, and I think he's still got over 20, that's, that's a good, uh, right? They're a fun team to watch. And we haven't, I know this is going to be another episode, a top league pass team, but the, uh, the Kings are right there, man. So you have a lot to be excited about. Um, but in terms of the Sixers, um, I think they deserve to be in the East. I'm watching the um, the, uh, the the Raptors and the Celtics tonight. Just uh, ugly. I mean, they have a couple good guys, but I don't fear anybody in the East. And I really feel like uh, for the first time, I feel like I can say the Sixers are the best team in the East. Well, we have to give credit where credit's due. You know, I mean, the big change obviously was our, our the target of much of our ire last year was uh, Brett Brown, who just, you know, for so many reasons, we won't go back into it, but I definitely think that there's been a doc effect. Um, you know, doc rivers is one of those guys that's been around long enough where he was overrated. Then he was underrated. Then maybe he was overrated again, but at the end of the day, he commands the respect of this team. And something we've talked about Dasha is he's not afraid to go with the hot hand. And if you think about the Sixers, they're, they're not a perfect roster. We we've talked about their lack of kind of a, someone who can go get a bucket, especially out of the wing. Um, but, but if, if you, one thing I've noticed is you essentially have seven kind of one through threes that you play, and that includes Ben Simmons. And he kind of just, you know, he, he play he has a rotation. He starts with Furcon comes in, Maxi hasn't been getting in as much, uh, Thibel comes in, Shake Milton comes in. And then really, it seems like, and then your two starters who, you know, in, in my opinion, are arguably the worst two, three, just from purely like how good right. is this person? doesn't mean they don't right. fit a, a role, but Danny Green and Seth Curry, it, it, I think you could argue are the worst two, three combination starters in the league. Now, with that being said, there's some nights where that combination, I mean, they're freaking undefeated mm-hmm. as a starting group. So there's something to that. Um, and then he's also not afraid to say like against the Kings, like I'm going to, Thibault is going to f- close this game for us. He's going to guard Fox because these guys can't. And there's other games where one of those two, both of those two close it. There's some as much as he annoys the hell out of us where Furkan Korkmaz closes the game. Mm-hmm. The one thing, you know, I think that's yet to be seen is 
my rookie of the year pick, <laughs> Maxi has gotten some DNPs lately, and I'm getting a little nervous because I think that might be one of my worst predictions. Ty, ever. tonight is um, our tonight is our chance Ty, for that segment. Ty, tonight is our chance. Shake Milton's yeah. out tonight, and they said Maxi's going to get all of his minutes. So all right, if he's going like to turn it. around and, and be the I rookie like of the year, it's going to start tonight in Portland. It's uh, very good. Well, that's good to know. But um, but it's interesting. I mean, there's definitely that doc yeah. effect, you know. And the other thing, too, is Embiid is shooting 12 free throws a game that right now. Like, he wasn't doing that before. And it was, so it drove everyone crazy. It drove us crazy. It drove pundits crazy. He's, you know, Doc Rivers, whether it's what he's drawn up or just his motivation, he's getting Embiid to attack more, which is opening up the rest of his game, shooting over 40% from three, shooting – 55% from mid range, which is like unheard of in today's NBA. Um, and, and I think he, for my money, he's the MVP right now of the league. So doc rivers, man, much, much you know, hats off to him. I would love to see them make a move, but maybe they have enough of those wing pieces where any given night, they'll find some combination that essentially uh, can complement the Simmons, Harris and bead who are your, your stalwarts there. You know, they're always going to close the game for you. Like you were saying, Troy, it, it, Harris seems to be hitting more clutch shots. And so just finding some combination of two other guys to help you close games. Uh, again, I'd love for one of them to be maxi sometimes. And maybe it's not in the cards this year, but um, I think that's going to be their recipe for success. So number one, see, and then guys, how fun is a them versus Brooklyn series going to be? Especially if this team doesn't change at all. I mean, you talk about a clash of styles. Man. Yeah. I, I mean, that's going to be unbelievable. And, and, Ty, maybe I mean if we if we got some time here uh, before we wrap up, get into a little uh, pretender contender here in the uh, east let's and west. Let's do it, man. Yeah. Um, At, let's. We want to take a second here to recognize our sponsor, and it is the Anchor Podcasting app. Guys, this app is free. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit the podcast right from your smartphone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcasting platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. We have absolutely loved using Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R.fm to get started. Anchor where dreams come true do some rapid fire let's do pretender contender it could be for teams it can also be for players maybe that have jumped out players that are overachieving underachieving troy what you got on this one yeah i'm gonna say this as a as a pretender i am sick and tired of the love the sons are getting (laughs) all because of chris paul and then they have devin booker who to me has not proven anything other than an eight game stint in the bubble um he's a great scorer i never want to take that away from him but again he has not produced anything and um and now chris paul comes along they're they are fourth in the west but that to me uh i think they're pretenders still so i i just want to shout that out that i'm I'm not a big believer in the suns um again this is my my west coast uh watching here but um I just wanted to start there. Going back on the Nets, definitely contenders. They're, the league's trying to get rid of KD with this COVID crap. They've had the most, they've had the most drama it's a conspiracy. in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, they've had more drama yep. than some teams do in like a decade in one like 
month. Right. But and everyone pays attention to it. Exactly. So but come playoff time, I mean, I just don't see how how you stop them. And that man, that series against the Sixers will be amazing. Defense versus offense. So mm-hmm. um, those are just, right. It's gonna be a yeah. total clash of styles. It, it, totally, totally. I think you nailed it on the head there. So as far as pretenders and contenders, that, that's that's one uh, one of each for me. What 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 do you think, Ty? Well, I'm going to go a different direction with this. I'm going to say contenders, and I'm going to name two players who I freaking wish would be traded. (laughs) And the first one is my boy who I text with you guys every day about, Malik Beasley. Let's go. Florida State University. Malik Beasley, if you don't know who he is or you don't know how good he is, then you don't have (laughs) NBA League Pass. Because on any given night, you can turn on a Timberwolves game and you will see a blur running up and down the court, flying across the screen, congratulating First one to congratulate loose balls. First one always, man. And he's one of the best spot-up shooters in the NBA right now. And that's Malik Beasley, who has, yes, he's, we're going to leave alone his off-the-court drama and just say this, that this guy is unbelievable. And he is playing for an absolute dumpster fire. And, Troy, you can talk a little more. Some of these games, when they do keep it close, which is very rare because you have D'Angelo Russell, who's been paid like a superstar, taking complete – what happened to D'Angelo Russell being a passer? I remember coming out of Ohio State. That was his greatest attribute. That dude has become like Lou Williams. I mean, he just chucks shots. It's ridiculous. And Beasley will have games. He had a game the other night where he had 30 points. He had 26 in the second half. He was absolutely on fire. And, of course, they they in that game, I think they were able to get him the ball some more in crunch time. But there's games where he'll hit two, three, four threes in a row and then doesn't touch the ball again for a couple minutes. And I think Anthony Edwards is learning bad habits on that team. It's just a total dumpster fire. Their coach is outmatched. D'Angelo Russell has clearly gone there just to get his and try to get his 20 points a game. They're both averaging 20. Russell is way less efficient getting 20. Beasley is their leading scorer, shooting less shots per game than Cat uh, and uh, D'Angelo Russell. And, and Anthony Edwards almost shoots as many shots a game as him. So uh, if I had to say contender, I would say trade my boy Malik Beasley to averaging- a contender. Of course, the Sixers, the Sixers would have been a perfect perfect destination for him and and when the Timberwolves signed him this offseason we knew it was a great deal because we watch basketball and, and your general media pundits thought it was a terrible deal and they overpaid for him he looks criminally no pun intended <laughs> underpaid at this point at getting 60 million yeah. because he's one of the best two guards in the NBA he's unbelievable and he knows his role totally he he, he, he anyways and there's one other guy and I'll let y'all talk on Beasley but we, we got to free my boy Vooch I've been a, a Magic fan since the Penning and Shaq days. Vujicic is unbelievable. He's so consistent for us. And it's, he's just wasting his career away in Orlando. I think I've already talked about this on the pod, but I would love to see him get traded to a contender for us to rebuild. Um, he deserves it. He's, he's also so underrated. Uh, so those are my two contenders and that I wish they would be traded to a contender. Nice. So I, I was looking at the standings here as you were talking about that. The uh, Minnesota Timberwolves are 6-19, and 19, uh, 24% uh, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So, yeah, Beasley's definitely getting, getting his. There ain't no doubt about that. <laughs> but when you watch the games, though, they don't the, – right. the team is so right. dysfunctional. They don't know how Absolutely. to really – get it to him you know if I, I would contend if he was playing for a good team he would average even more 
because they yeah, would know right. how to get him the ball. I, I and you're right. You're, you, we, Troy, would you agree with that? You oh, I, they, they don't look for him at all. Rubio, the biggest idiot of all time. <laughs> I cannot stand Ricky Rubio. <laughs> Never looks for him. Tries, to, he, yeah, but. Beasley, since he arrived in Minnesota last year, is averaging 20. He averaged 20 a game last year and 14 games. This year, he's averaging right. 20. That I mean, that is right. um, that is really good. You don't think the Nuggets can be oh using him right now? What a yeah. Anyway, so, they're, they're, I'm with, I'm with you on both of your contenders there, Vooch and, and Beasley. Um, yeah, it's 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 tough. Uh, but Beasley for most improved player, even though it pro- he probably hasn't improved as much as he's just finally getting a chance to shine, um, w- which he did in Denver. Right. But, yeah, I mean, Beasley's the real deal. Um, FSU, baby, even though he never reps us at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dasha, what do you have for okay, pretending? Well, uh, it, I, I'm thinking about teams. First of all, uh, I want to make a couple of observations. I guess this will be the time I sneak it in here is that in the uh, stats that the I – mean, we talked about this last year. The scoring is, like, amazingly up. I know it's rules and a lot of other things, but there's 41 guys in the league right now averaging over 20 points. I grew up with basketball. Like, 20 That's points crazy. was like – you know, if you get over 20, I mean, there's, like, probably, like, 10 guys that were over that. And, like, you were considered, like, a like an amazing scorer. Like, Tobias Harris, he just barely – in that top 40 and, you know, he wants to make the all-star game. It's going to be tough with all those guys scoring. Um, yeah. Right. So I, I just made that observation of scoring, but in terms of contenders and pretenders, I'll go back to teams. And um, I think we've all kind of witnessed this. So they started out a little rough, but it's amazing what uh, Steph Curry, uh, uh, Steve Kerr are doing with the Warriors right now. And uh, how that team is coming together. Kelly Oubre playing better. I think the Golden State Warriors, they're they're an eighth seed right now in the West. And I would say they, they are uh, legitimately contenders. I can see them continue to get better. And I think uh, the Warriors are going to uh, stay through it with, uh, with as a playoff team. Um, the uh, I'm going to have to second Troy on the, on the Phoenix Suns. I always are down on them. Remember last year, them and the Will Wolves got off to a hot start. I picked those two teams as, as pretenders. And I think the Wolves are – I mean, the um, the Phoenix Suns are ultimately going to come down to the uh, the road. Just, the West is just loaded. There's so many good teams. I think Sacramento is better than the Suns, and I've watched both teams. I think the Suns are – I think the uh, Kings are on the rise, Memphis is on the rise, and I, I don't think the Suns are going to make the playoffs again uh, this year, even though they got Chris Paul. Um, I just don't think they have enough. And uh, so that's, that's who I got. The pretender is the Suns. The uh, legitimate team is the Warriors, and um, they got championship DNA, and I just can, they think they're going to continue to uh, improve and, and make the playoffs this year. Wow, because the Suns, where are they at right now in the standings? So you don't no, think they're they're, they're fourth, like uh, Troy said, but they're a fifteen and nine fourth, and they're uh, it's like two and a half games yeah. between uh, it's three games it's between close, the ninth right, seed right. and the fourth seed, and the teams behind them are teams just that have been there before. It's, and, and coaches that have been there before. There's Portland, there's San Antonio, there's the Nuggets, the Warriors, Memphis, right. and the Kings. And I, I think at all those teams, and Dallas, is as is, is, much as they get ripped, they're 12 and 14. So I, I, I think uh, once the rest of the season shakes out, I don't. I see, think the Suns will once again be disappointed. Um, 
after spending that money on their backcourt, and uh, they just don't have what it takes. Yeah, that's a great point, guys. I, I agree. I think right now I would take the Kings over them. And, man, speaking of contenders, one of the greatest contenders of our lifetime, how amazing has yeah. Steph Curry been? Um, and I, I, I can't remember. So we're going to end. I'm going to transition that into um, – and I was completely wrong, by the way. When the season first started, I thought they were – I thought it was going to be a complete drag how much Golden State was uh, on these national televised games. But now it's, like, so fun to watch because they've really figured it out and he's playing so well. Warriors he's Nets candidate. on Saturday. So speaking of – that's exciting. I know. That's going to be great. So, guys, every year we make predictions uh, leading into it. We make our MVP predictions. We, we predict who we think will make the finals champion. And then this year we also predict the rookie of the year. So, I think now is as good of a time as ever uh, to look back. And let's start with the MVP. So, um, I picked Nikola Jokic, who we haven't talked about yet tonight. I still feel pretty good about that one. I think he's kind of creeping in there in the top three, top four in the MVP chase. Um, just with his ability to to be top, you know, five in the league in assists, um, still averaging a, a healthy amount of points. Um, so I'm okay with that one. You know, maybe other people will drop off. You know, I, I propose the question to Dasha: If Embiid continues at his pace and Jokic continues at his pace, but Embiid only plays 62 games and Jokic plays 72, will they give the nod to Jokic for durability and playing more games? Of course, Dasha emphatically said no. Um, but I think that's worth, you know, thinking about. So, uh, guys, who were your MVP picks and, and how are you feeling about it? Yeah, I'm, I gotta say, I'm feeling great. I picked him last year to win the MVP. Uh, and I picked him again this year and he's truly back to form. He started off the year uh, looking a little rusty, but, uh, man, he's back. Steph Curry, baby. Um, I just want to read this out now. His his MVP year, where he was unanimous unanimous MVP 2015-16, um, he averaged 30, six, six assists, and a 66.9 true shooting percentage. This year, he's averaging 29, okay. six assists, and a 60, 65% true shooting percentage. I mean, his stats are freaking amazing. He, I mean... He is legitimately, I think, the. I mean, he's the real deal. I mean, you have to find him on every single play. I think he's the top scorer in the NBA. Yeah. I mean, literally, he can beat you taking it to the hole. I, I don't understand. I, I don't think I've ever seen a player of his stature um, with his accolades, two-time MVP, world champion multiple times, never gets a freaking foul call. I, I, I've never seen someone get abused the way he gets abused going to the hole. Um, I'm yeah. feeling good about my MVP pick. Steph Curry, I mean, basketball is just better with him playing. And it's just fun. I mean, he's must-watch TV. I mean. Well, uh, my MVP, mine was LeBron James. Dasha, I who guess is he's yours? the front runner right now. But uh, that pisses me off because I definitely feel like I feel like Embiid is the MVP. I mean, I watch the games. I've seen the games that he sits out. If we're the number one team in the East, and we're, uh, I think we finally came back and won a game without him. That was the Indiana Pacers zone defense game. We're one and four. Uh, but um, oh, is, right. there, there, there's no, 
it's not even close when the difference when he's in the game when he's not. Um, so I, obviously my heart wants uh, Embiid, uh, but uh, my head at the beginning of the season was LeBron. And I think, you know, if he continues at this pace, continues to play every game, he hasn't missed a game, guys. He's like, <laughs> you remember all they were talking about, they were talking about this season that he was going to take some rest to do all this. Um, AD has missed games and uh, LeBron has not. And uh, last night they won a triple overtime. Huge three by him. So I think he's still on pace to do that, um, at carrying that Laker team. Um, he's driving the bus. Uh, AD has not not passed him as the best player on that team. And uh, I think as, as long as that continues to be the case, I think he's going to be the MVP, continue to be the MVP. He is. So you LeBron think he's is the, the front, front runner right, right now. The media, he's the media darling. Everybody, yeah, yeah, if you look at the betting, really? odds, you look at everything else, everyone has uh, LeBron is the number one guy right now. Okay. I thought it was more of a Jokic and B battle right now, but yeah, I think you're right. He is first in the betting odds. Very interesting. All right. And then let's look at, um, so who we picked for the finals and, uh, our champions. So I had Clippers and, uh, versus Bucks. I actually feel pretty good about the Clippers. Funny enough. I just think, I wonder if this is going to be kind of a Kawhi revenge tour. Um, Paul George is playing much better this season as well. Um, so I feel good about them as my champion. I do not feel good about the Bucks. I think they've gotten worse. And uh, I was just so unimpressed, you know, the few times I've watched them play big games this year, uh, like when Brooklyn beat them first game when they had everybody, uh, or not even everybody. I don't even think they had Kyrie. I think it was just the first game having um, having Harden. So anyways, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very unimpressed with the, uh, with the Bucks, uh, but I do like the Clippers pick. I feel pretty good about that. All right. Well, mine was uh, the Sixers and the Lakers, and I think I would not complain right now. I think I, those would be the two that they, they, they're, they're right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ty, I, Ty, just the—I mean, the Bucks are sixteen and nine, second in the East right now. With, with all we said, I mean, Giannis. I mean, that's just true. the point is, Giannis is that good. I mean, that's just bottom line. He—he's just amazing, but. Come playoff time, I'm with you. Brooklyn, Philadelphia, I don't see the, either one of them um, having trouble with, with the Bucks. So, um, yeah, my my pick, I I also picked the Lakers. And at the point where we did the predictions, I had already had about four or five beers. So <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> if I picked the Sixers or not, but uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. And I'm also feeling pretty good about that. Um, yeah, and I, I just – the Lakers – I. When it comes down to it, I don't, I don't know who can beat them. Um, the Clippers are pretty quiet over there right now, and they were really rolling until Paul George got hurt. Um, but uh, so, the, yeah, it's going to be an interesting battle because I really, yeah, there's not really a clear uh, front runner, you know. I mean, the Lakers are the defending champs, and they have the best player in the NBA. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's going to be interesting. It is, and guys, as we're uh, as we're talking right now, the Sixers are uh, in the middle of their uh, first or at the end of the first quarter against Portland. I have to say, Ben Simmons has literally hit three <laughs> right-handed twelve footers in a row because <laughs> they keep running these super low. Well, I saw he has thirteen like points already in the first quarter. MB, like, which is a that? great play, yeah. <laughs> and they're all right-handed. So once again, I don't know how many times I can right say it. Man. He keeps the dude is right-handed. right-handed. He keeps shooting these right-handed floaters with perfect form. 
And then, of course, as the as the Sixers go on a run, Lillard does the uh, the worst thing that's happened in the NBA right now. He tries to, he goes off a screen with the ball, and the guy follows yeah. him over, and he just flails yeah. into the guy, the Young, drawing the a Trae completely Young. bogus three three. Three, yeah, it's it's like all these guards doing this is just the, the that is the that one that is the one call that Curry gets right. All remember, he started this thing, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't get it nearly as much as these other guys. There's other guys. And the who, three point who line, it, though, probably about four years ago, he started that thing, man. Where yeah, that's what yeah. made Dasha hate the Warriors. Yeah, <laughs> so you just like wait for after those those picks on those threes, maybe waiting for the guy coming around, and he would just flail all the time. But anyway. I must say, nice. Ben Simmons is playing with a real pep tonight. Oh my gosh, they just gave him another well, freaking foul three pointer. Well, this is guys, two fouls. I, uh, I just, I, well, I, I just want to butt this in here before we head out. I, I think the rookie of the year, uh, I love Halliburton, but I think it's clear LaMelo is going to win it. He leads in every stat of rookies, um, and he gets the highlight. He's the media darling. Mm-hmm. So I do want to take this time yep. to, uh, Shout out De'Aaron Fox and explain uh, to our viewers my um, as, as I've gained another year of life here. I, I, I'm now 32, turned 32 in January, which you idiots didn't wish me happy birthday. But, oh dang! Uh, <laughs> January oh, when was 17th. Your birthday? Oh, okay. So, I was gonna say same day, same day as Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. shoot, nice. Man. I was gonna say if it's the same day as a wedding, you got to give us a pass, Troy. Happy birthday, brother. <laughs> No, but uh, I've matured uh-huh. a little bit in the span of a month and um, not getting so wishy-washy on my Kings. It does help when they're playing better, but De'Aaron Fox is freaking unbelievable, guys. Um, averaging 24 and 7, bringing the putting the Kings on his back. I mean, he's got to be an all-star this year, right? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, he's up there for sure. He's up there for sure. <laughs> I just named like 40 good players that Don Mitchell's barely better than. And they're all in the West, right? <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, I got to I was ready to trade him and and for Bradley Beal and I got to say man, the guy is just play I mean he's clutch, plays with boys, puts the team on his back and um so just shout out to De'Aaron Fox because he doesn't get any love on any podcasts around the country. So um uh, Sacramento Yep, that's true. Yeah, Sacramento, baby. Well, you guys both picked um, Halliburton for your Rookies of the Year, and I picked, uh, like I said, uh, I don't even know, it's Tyrese Maxey. Um, and uh, as we all know, it's going to be LaMelo Ball. But Halliburton, man, he, he's been unbelievable, and uh, he rarely makes mistakes. So huge, what a huge hit that you guys huge. got, Troy. <laughs> I would even trade Cole Anthony for him if I were the manager. I would trade Tyrese Maxey for him. I think Halliburton averages more points than Maxey does minutes a game. <laughs> definitely true. <laughs> I definitely think that's true. Awesome, guys. All right, well, this was great. So, again, we're about 25 games through the season um, in a 72-game season. So, we're going to try to be back next week. We're going to try to hit a weekly mark. Uh, as always, guys, this is a lot of fun. Great job. Uh, we kept it under an hour today, which is uh, easier to do the more we get together. And it's uh, there's just so much good stuff to talk about. So, Dasha, Troy, great job. Um, and uh, we'll see you do next it again week, bro. In about a week. All right, man. Let's watch this Portland uh, Sixers game. Uh, Lillard already has 19 and, uh, in Absolutely. the first quarter. So, it should be a good one. 
Yeah, so yes. he's on pace for about 76. <laughs> there you say Mitchell is better than Dane. <laughs> yeah, well, if you better take that back right now. <laughs> he heard me. And in and, and the shocker of the century, Furkan missed the three to end the first <laughs> quarter. So <laughs> Very good. All right, guys. Have a good one. For the Buckets and Gravy podcast, it's Ty, Dasha, and Troy signing out. Peace.